You're listening to episode 173 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and if you're listening to this, you're probably a maverick like me. How convenient because I literally made the show just for you. I'm a business scaling strategist that's been in the game for almost a decade now, and I'm weirdly passionate about helping impact-driven entrepreneurs, business owners, brands, and go-getters scale their businesses and their lives. Imagine taking your impact, your income, and your freedom of time to the levels that you can only dream about. Making your mission known to the world and mastering your business strategy so you don't have to keep on trading dollars for hours. I built two two comma businesses doing what I love, what I believe in, and a lot of that has to do with teaching you how to do the same. We drill down on strategy, but we know that it takes more than just business tactics to live the life that you envision. So we go deep on health optimization, mindset, leadership, relationships, and just being that scaled up version of you who is primed and ready to step into your purpose and peak performance. Some days I record this bad Larry from my closet to escape my three littles, and some days I'm down at my barn office on our 12-acre farm. So do me a favor, grab your notebook and a pen and your favorite bevy, and let's get to the show. Okay, hold on. Humor me for a second here because this is too good not to share. If if you've been following me for a while, I had I pretty much cut out all alcohol for a few years' time, which is crazy, but true. I'd have a drink, maybe like here or there, if we had friends over and we made a big dinner, or once every couple of months. Like one drink every couple of months, maybe. But I'd always pay for it later, and I hated that. Like, it's not worth it to me. I have three little kids. They don't care that mommy had a glass of wine the night before, and they're not going to let me sleep it off. I can't stand hangovers. I can't stand being foggy-brained or having a headache or whatever the next day. I'd have one glass of wine. I was turning into such a pathetic little lightweight, and it would cut into my work and my mood. It just it wasn't worth it. But if I'm being totally transparent, the Italian in me missed her wine, and that was just kind of my, like, curl up by the fire kind of drink or my cherry on top of an amazing Italian dinner kind of thing. But it wasn't worth it. And you also know that I'm totally obsessed with health. We've eliminated all the garbage in our lives as a family. And it never really occurred to me that I'm over here avoiding fruits and vegetables that are sprayed with chemicals, buying organic, But I'd drink a glass of wine, never putting two and two together that the grapes were being sprayed with all the toxins that we completely cut out of our lives. So when I heard about dry farm wines, I'm a skeptic and a research junkie. So I dug into it, organically grown grapes without any of the additives or toxins sprayed on them, the stuff that I hate, sugar-free, that's right, sugar-free. And sometimes I feel like for me, having a drink, the sugar hits me harder the next day than the alcohol even does, lower sulfites paleo and keto friendly. So I also am the type that never wants to recommend anything to you guys unless I've tried it for myself and tried it quite a few times. So I'm happy to report that I'm obsessed. My husband and I are obsessed with dry farm wines. I can drink wine again. I can curl up by the fire. I can have it with my big bowl of pasta. And I love the taste. And Really, I love the fact that it's small batch and supporting organic farmers all over the world. This is like you know, what I stand for in business too. I want to support the small businesses throughout the world. So if you care about that kind of stuff like I do, or you just really like good wine, go check them out. They've offered to do something special for you guys as my listeners of Scaling Up, and they're going to give you a bottle for one penny. They can't do it for free legally because of the whole alcohol thing. With your order at dryfarmwines.com forward slash Eliz, E-L-I-Z. So Man, it has just been so worth it 
to go this route. I can enjoy a glass of wine again. And if there's ever a bottle you don't love, they replace it, no questions asked. So that's always really appreciated because then you're not going to love every single wine that you try. It's a perfect gift for yourself, maybe, or for my fellow wine lovers and hangover haters. This is great for you. No hangover. Are you hearing the words coming out of my mouth? No hangover. So go check them out. Take advantage of what they're doing for our scaling up community. I so appreciate that. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash Eliz. Okay, thanks for letting me digress for a second here and let's get back to the show. I have a question for you. Are you set up for success? I have six categories I'm going to walk you through today that no matter what industry you're in, what level of business you're at, these are the benchmarks and also kind of pulse checks, touch points throughout the process of growing and scaling a business that you need to have a handle on that can change and kind of get out of hand after a little while, which is why you want to come back to them. I like to have a quarterly reminder pop up in my phone to say, hey, Check, check on these six categories. Make sure you're in line. So today we are talking about environment, physiology, vision, strategy, skills, and support. And I'll break down what I mean by those. This is going to be one of those episodes you want to come back to and reference. So make sure you save it. Keep it in your back pocket. Let's get to the show. We all have an environment, right? Like we are all surrounded by something. And that's both in the physical sense and kind of the more metaphorical sense. So your environment is either affecting you positively or it's affecting you negatively. And that can be on a granular level. So like when you look at your physical environment, when you sit down to do your work, what does that look like? It can be something as basic as are you ergonomically set up at your desk or are you wrenching your back and like hunching your shoulders forward and typing on a laptop instead of having a good separate keyboard and the right height of your desk and you're, uh, you have a monitor that raises up and down based on the height you're at? So that's one piece of environment. And then we have the other piece of environment that's a little more energetic and it's the stuff that's going to affect your mood and your energy and your overall mindset. And I'm going to walk you through a couple different things in this category that are things that you got to keep an eye on and that you can't just do once, right? You can, you want to come back and tweak it and make sure that it still aligns with where you're going and how you feel. And sometimes you make a tweak and it's not the right one, so you got to come back to it. So what is surrounding you in your day-to-day? I'm talking like the day-to-day life, your average day. When you are working, are you working from home? Are you going off to an office? Do you have your own space? And what is that environment like? So let's look at the physical first. Where do you work from? Are you at a cluttered desk? If you're at a cluttered desk, I promise you, It is affecting your mind. I am not naturally organized. Every single personality test I've ever taken has reminded me of that. Not to mention my desktop and my desk and all that also reminds me of that on the reg. So I have had to create systems that help me keep things organized because it doesn't come naturally to me. But it is so critical because when I'm sitting there and I'm trying to get into the creative spirit to write a new piece of content or to create something for my masterminders or whatever it might be. If I'm looking in out of my periphery, I'm seeing just stacks of papers that I haven't gotten to and a bunch of stuff over here and like a crusty bowl of oatmeal that I ate three days ago. It's not going to bode well for my energy 
and my mindset and my creativity. So take a look at your physical environment and what do you physically see and what could use to be improved? Are the, Do you need more organization? Do you need better setup? Do you need like a better ergonomic setup? What is it the physical of your environment that you can improve or change? Another piece of the physical environment are sounds, okay? So I have two offices on our property. One is in our house, and it's literally right off the front entryway of our home, and the front entry is tile. So when my three little kids, who don't have any volume control, talk all the way up to scream, which everything sounds like a freaking scream, it comes zipping right under the door of my office across the hardwood floor into my ears, even when I'm wearing noise-canceling headphones. And that affects my ability to focus. It makes me question, my kids are out there and I'm in here. Should I be out there with them? My mind starts to play tricks on me. That is a piece of my environment that I've had to work with and change. So it's a beautiful office. I don't want to give that up. But I know that sometimes there are certain things I'm working on where I need to be hyper-focused when I'm writing, when I'm creating something new, when I'm recording a podcast episode, that I can't be in a space where there's a ton of noise going on. So we created an office down at our barn that allows me to feel like I've just escaped my reality because it's 100 yards away from the house. I don't hear any of the noises of home and I can get in the zone with what I'm doing. So I utilize that space when I'm going into a a work assignment or something that I'm focusing on where it needs my full attention. Now, not everybody has a barn 100 yards from their house. So how can you ensure that you are mastering your environment to the best of your ability? Maybe it's getting noise-canceling headphones and that's the best you can do and that's great. Maybe it's saying on Mondays and Wednesdays, I go work from a cafe or from the local library so that I can just get away from my environment where I see dishes stacking up and laundry that's calling my name and kids that are screaming and dinner that needs to be cooked and I'm just in the zone and focused on my work. Another thing to consider is lighting. So one thing that I did on my computer, I have terrible eyesight, like terrible eyesight. So my computer, I need things to be bright or it feels like my eyes are straining. But then when my computer screen is white light shining into my eyes all all day, I really struggle sleeping at night. So I started using blue blocker glasses, which I like, but I don't like wearing glasses all day. That's why I wear my contacts. I don't like having something on the bridge of my nose all day. It kind of gives me a headache. So what I did is I set my computer to night mode. Now, typically you would just do this like post 8 p.m., I keep mine on that 24 hours a day and it yellows out my screen a little bit so I can still have it bright enough that I don't feel like I'm straining my eyes, but I'm also not straining my eyes from something being too bright. Then the lighting in the room matters. Sometimes when you have that like neon lighting, it's not really that appealing. So put a lamp in your space to warm it up and make it feel good and homier. So walk through the physical pieces of your environment And create spaces that make you feel good, that make you feel happy. Maybe it's like having a cozy blanket when you're working. I do that. I like being like wrapped up in something cozy because it just, it affects me. It makes me feel warm and supported and just cozy and comfortable in my own space. So think about those things that might drive you crazy and seek to at least improve them. Maybe you can't ship your kids out all day, but you can put on noise-canceling headphones or you can turn on background music or you can do something that helps you to get in the zone 
and remember, are you affecting your environment or is it affecting you? The next thing to kind of see if you are set up for success, if you are doing what's required and to ensure that you're continuing to scale, that you're continuing to be, be the version of yourself that's capable of going to the next level, whether it be in profitability or opportunity or publicity or visibility or whatever it might be that you're craving more than anything, is your physiology. Do you have the physical energy, stamina, brain power, and strength to show up for your dream or do you not? It's a yes or a no question. It's a yes or no question. So if I were to ask you right now, are you optimized? Do you wake up and feel refreshed and are you ready to go? Or do you have to take a few injections of caffeine into your bloodstream before you can even have a conversation with somebody? If that's the reality, if you have to use performance enhancers like caffeine to function, you are not in your peak physical state. Your physiology has been neglected and you neglected and you need to focus on what it is that's going to enhance it. So if it's a no, let's make sure that we're turning that no into a not yet, right? Like what is the plan to change it? So if you've been following along, you've you're very well aware of the health journey that I've been on for the last few years. It's been a bear. My physiology, despite putting a ton of time, money, and energy into trying to optimize it has tanked on me. I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's. I had to have a root canal tooth removed because we identified that as a big problem and created additional problems in my body. I have had insulin resistance issues, insomnia, just like a host of crap that nobody wants to deal with. So despite the fact that I care deeply about physiology and my physical state and prioritizing it, I could not answer yes to the fact that I was optimized because I just wasn't. When you have Hashimoto's, when you have autoimmune, a lot of times pushing yourself physically, like my MO has always been just push through, right? Like just push harder, you'll get through it. Well, that backfires when you have an autoimmune like I do. When you push harder, your body literally shuts down. And there was this period where I was like really annoyed that my weight wasn't changing and my body wasn't changing when I'm used to being able to change it if I work hard enough. So I decided to work harder. I went more intense on my workouts. I started to push myself even harder. There were days I was even doing doubles. I was reducing my calorie intake. Well, lo and behold, come to find out that I have this autoimmune and the solution is the exact opposite of what I always thought. I'm like, why is this weight staying on my body? Why do I have this puff on my body when I'm doing all the right things, when I'm sweating for like an hour a day and I'm busting my butt and I'm eating right and I'm super eating super clean? Well, when you have the condition like that, oftentimes to get the weight to come off, you eat more, you eat more carbs, you eat more fat, you eat at night, like all the exact opposites of what I was taught. And you work out way less if at like sometimes you don't work out at all I couldn't even wrap my brain around this so in the beginning I was like awesome I get to eat carbs at night I get to eat fat at night I get to eat at night period and I don't have to work out so I let go of my fitness because I was like my doctor told me that I don't have to do this because it's better for me and ultimately maybe I'll feel better and lose weight which would be a bonus what happened was I was neglecting a major category of my physiology, how I was caring for my body, 
And I leaned into the excuse of, I have a valid excuse as to why I don't have to do this. Well, what I ended up doing was realizing that I was not living up to my potential by doing that. And although my body physically could not handle an intense workout, it could handle stretching. It could handle motion of some kind. It could handle some isometrics so that my body wouldn't atrophy and I wouldn't feel like garbage and let go of something that I had worked so hard at. So instead of just saying, well, I have this limitation, I'm going to quit on it. What can you do? What are you capable of? Right? Like for people in a wheelchair, they could easily say, well, I don't have to work out because I'm in a wheelchair. Or they could say, what am I able to do? What are my abilities despite being in this chair? And then they go from there. So that's what I've been doing. I've been going from there. I've been going from the place of like, this is what I am capable of and I'm going to do it. So every day, fitness is a priority, even though it might not look anything like it looked six months ago when I was working out an hour to an hour and a half, you know, breaking an intense sweat. There are days now where I like if it's more convenient, I will literally shower before my workout because I'm like, "Mm, I'm not even going to break a sweat, but I'm still honoring what my body's capable of and what is best for it. The same thing with nutrition. How are you fueling your body? In the beginning, I was like, oh, they said I could eat carbs at night. So I was eating like cereal, empty, nutritionless carbs, and it was not serving me and I felt like crap. And I was like, "Okay, well, what is the optimized version of this? It's a sweet potato with coconut oil. That's a carb and a fat. And I'm eating something healthy and nutritious that's still in alignment with what is right for my body right now, but I'm not just going off the rails for the sake of it. And it's helping me improve that physiology. It's helping me to feel better and to show up more for my life and my work and my mission and my children and my husband and my community and everything else. So how you feel your body matters. And are you prioritizing that? Are you putting things like just it's so logical when you just think if you're putting crap into your body, you're going to get a crap result. Okay, so if you were like, okay, my car needs an oil change. And instead of putting the appropriate car oil in it, you put, you know, soda in it. How would that car run? So what are you fueling your body with? How are you igniting your body's ability to utilize its energy? What are the ingredients in the foods that you eat? How are you eating it? Right? Are you eating from an emotional place where you're just stuffing down feelings and eating sugar and crap? Are you looking at the ingredients and saying, this is whole food nutrition and this is going to support where I want to go? If you've neglected your physiology and you've tried to just do all the strategy and all the other things in your business and you're wondering why you're plateauing, there's a very good chance that this is it. Detoxification. Every day we're taking in so much crap. The air we breathe, the water we drink. Do you have the right filtration system on your water? Have you gotten your water tested? Are you... If you have heavy metals, I highly recommend everybody get a hair analysis test and see so many of us are walking around like freaking pieces of metal. Like we have so much metal and metals lead to Alzheimer's, dementia, autoimmune issues, cancer, all the diseases that we're all terrified of and wishing didn't exist in our lives stem from metals. So are you detoxing those metals? Are you doing things to help your body operate at its peak level? Are you prioritizing that? 
okay, so that's your physiology. How do you feel? You know what I mean? Like, are you just, are you at peak level or are you not? And if you're not, is it you're not or not yet? And are you implementing a plan to change it? The next thing you got to take a little pulse check on, are you set up for success, is vision. A vision is not something you cast once and then get to work for the next five years and then come back to that vision and make sure that you hit it because you will be so off course and so disappointed that you're not where you thought you were going to be. You have to come back to it over and over again. If you have a team, you have to bring it to them over and over again so they, they can be invested in that mission too. So your vision, is it crystal clear? Do you know where you're going? And are you so on fire with it that you couldn't slow yourself down if you tried? That's how I know. That's why we are making this amazingly crazy, incredible shift that I can't fully reveal yet that is so scary and so outside of the realm of what feels possible because I am so fired up about it and I know exactly where I'm going. I know I'm not not there yet. I know it's not going to come easily. I know it could be a lot easier if I stayed on the path I was on where I have the credibility and I have, you know, the infrastructure and the support and the people and the clients, but that's not where I'm called. So I've had to tweak my vision. Are you tweaking your vision? Do you Is it an alignment? Are you in alignment with it? Is the work you're doing getting you there or taking you further away from it? Sometimes it's that sim- simple. It's similar to the physiology piece. It's like you're either optimizing yourself and you feel great or you don't and you got to do something about it. So you're either d- building a business and a life that get getting you closer to your vision or you're building and creating something that's taking you away from it. You're not sitting still. So come back to that vision and make sure that it's in alignment with w- the work that you're doing. The next piece is the strategy or the roadmap. Okay, you got this great vision. How are you chipping away at getting there? What is the, is the roadmap, you know, rolling out in front of you to that vision or is it taking you away from it? And how could you improve that strategy in pursuit of it? Is it changing your business model? Maybe in that vision, you have a ton of time freedom. But in your current business model, you're taking on client after client after client after client well, what's the game plan to change it? Maybe you can't get rid of all those clients overnight because that's how you make your money. But are you developing a strategy to start to shift you away from it that will take you closer to the vision? Look at that strategy and know what you need to implement, change, get rid of, try to start to ensure you're headed where you want to go. Now, these last two categories kind of line up with the strategy. Skills, Do you have the skills necessary to get you where you want to go? Maybe you have a dream of being on stages, but do you suck at public speaking or could you use to improve? Maybe you have to develop that skill. Maybe you're like, okay, in this company that I'm growing, I'm going to have a team. Well, do you have the leadership skills to ensure that you know how to lead them? Because I promise you, when you go from a solopreneur to hiring, Just because you have an amazing vision and you're really gifted in the work that you do doesn't mean you have the skill of management and leadership. So look at where you want to go and then break down the skills that stand between who you are today and the skills you currently have and who you need to become and the skills you need to develop in order to live out that vision you have. That can get built into your strategy. Maybe part of your strategy is really working on those skills and building in the time and prioritizing 
what's required in order for you to get there. And then lastly, it's support. Now this kind of, again, pairs pairs really nicely with the others because sometimes developing a skill like leadership isn't really done in a vacuum. It's not just done because you read some John Maxwell books. It's done because you're working with a leader who's ahead of you, who can help you and guide you and hold up the mirror and hold you accountable and tell you where you're falling short. Are you? It could be in, within your organization too. You have this vision and this amazing thing you want to accomplish, but you're so in the weeds of your business and you're the one doing everything that you have become the bottleneck for growth in your company because there's only so many hours in the day and you're doing it all. So maybe the support comes in the form of hiring someone new, bringing on somebody who can support you in that. Or maybe that support isn't paid support. Maybe it's not someone you hire. Maybe it's uh, not a coach that you bring on. Maybe it's asking for support from people, peers, family members, friends who you can just lean on and say, hey, I can't do this as an island. I need someone in my corner. I need someone that at least is there to celebrate the wins with me and be a shoulder to cry on when I experience the many losses that are yet to come. And then other times it's support in the form of community. I have benefited. Now, let me preface this by saying I'm introverted and my nature is to build on my little island. I My favorite days of the week are Wednesdays and Fridays because I block them off completely and no one's allowed to book a call with me. <laughs> I love that time to create. I love being in my own little world and creating from within. However, I've seen the most personal growth and business growth when I've been in community. The year I joined my first mastermind was the first year I went into seven figures and it was a massive leap from where I was. When I've joined different groups where I feel like I'm among my peers, I feel like I'm supported and I have the momentum and the energy surrounding me that's going to propel me forward. And then when I've joined masterminds where I'm the dumbest person in the room, it has stretched me to grow beyond my wildest dreams. I've made connections and networked. It's why we created the, ne- the Maverick Mastermind. And it's why we're creating soon a program that I can't reveal yet that is going to be mind-blowing for business owners who are beyond the 250K and well above mark um, that they've been hankering for for a long time, but that doesn't currently exist in the market. And if you're someone who is at that point where you're like, okay, I need to either bring on team members or I need growth or I need to get out of trading time for money or I just need this community of people who are going to be supportive and say, hey, I've got the person for you. Oh, you want to get on that podcast? I know them. Let me get you, you know, connected to them or that are going to push you or hold up the mirror or give you the strategies that they know that you don't know that are going to fast track you. It's time to find your people. Now, if you're a maverick like me, if you're kind of that independent thinker that you don't like being told what to do, but you want the support and the guidance and the roadmap and the clarity to get you there, the Maverick Mastermind is probably a good good place to look. It's elizabethhartkey.com forward slash maverick. If I'm not your style, then you might want to look into other people's masterminds that could really support you and help you grow. And it's an investment, but, you know, what isn't that's worth jumping into. You have to learn to invest as the person that you're becoming, not the one that you're trying to grow out of. So that would be my recommendation in the support category. To recap, your environment, what surrounds you, who surrounds you, who are you surrounding yourself with, everything from the granular and physical to the energetic and emotional. Next, your physiology. 
Do you have the physical energy, stamina, brain power, and strength to show up for your dream or do you not? And if it's a no, how do we make it a not yet? Your vision. Do you know where you're going and are you lit up about it? And are you in alignment with it? Moving you into strategy, which is the next one. Does your strategy lead you to the vision or does it not? And if it's a no, let's make it a not yet. How about your skills? What skills do you have to develop and improve on that you either don't yet have or that you need to, you know, grow and enhance that you can start to prioritize and focus on? And lastly is support. Do you have your people? Do you have a coach? Do you have family and friends ready to celebrate you and support you and be there for you through all the ups and downs and trials and tribulations of entrepreneurship? Do you have a mastermind? Do you have the group? Do you have the peers? Make sure you lean into the support. Those six categories are a great. Just come back to home base, make sure everything's on track and not take any of the answers personally. It's data and information to help you grow from there. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for my homies, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all of the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.